And as you get your mind renewed and keep it renewed over the process of time, you will tap into and you will discover the perfect will of God. I'm looking at a group of people that are serious about the perfect will of God. And so notice this statement that renewing the mind is more than learning. Renewing the mind has to do with changing and it has to do with transformation. So changing, it's a process. It's not a one-time event. So don't be discouraged that you haven't arrived. But here's a point that I want to make. Consistency is a major key for change. Consistency. You know, we teach and preach faith in this church. And you've heard this verse more than once. You can quote it with me. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Notice with me, the consistency of faith coming is in direct proportion to us, not having heard once, but continue to hear. So where a person is consistent in the changes that the Lord is directing in their lives, when a person is consistent in doing that, therein lies the power for you to change. For example, if you want to exercise and if you want to lose weight, it's an awesome thing to go to the gym once in January, but it would be better to go three times a week in January. And then when February hits, do the same thing over and over and over and over again. Now, I've done a lot of different diets. I've done Weight Watchers. And man, I really thought I was doing good one day. I did it one day. And the next day, I was eating a triple cheeseburger. My goal was not accomplished. I just salved my conscience with about a thousand calories. And the next day, I was ferociously hungry. So, don't be inconsistent with these things. Be, listen, be consistent in church attendance. Be consistent in prayer. Be consistent in bringing your tithes and offerings to the Lord. Now, as we said a couple of weeks ago, change involves adding and subtracting things from our life. And we also stated this, that we must stop making excuses. Because all excuses do is excuses guarantee failure. Excuses are simply nails to build a house of failure. Take responsibility for your life. Take responsibility for your relationships. Take responsibility for your words. Take responsibility for your love walk. Nobody but nobody can cause you to be bitter or to get into an area of unforgiveness. If you choose love, if you choose life, and you walk in the Spirit, you will not fall into the ditch of unforgiveness and bitterness. Come on, somebody, say amen. <clears throat> I'm responsible for my words and for my actions. Listen to this statement. Watch your thoughts. They become your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become character. Watch your character. 
for it becomes your destiny. Now in Deuteronomy chapter 30, notice with me in verses 11 through verse 14. Notice with me, taking responsibility. I want you to read verse 11 through 14 with me. Ready, read. For this commandment, which I command you this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. Go ahead and keep reading. Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? Verse 14. But the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. Here's a principle for change. Here's a big key to mind renewal. In order to change your life, you must change your words. If you can change your words, you can change your life. Now, in order for faith to be active and for it to be strong in your life, it's got to be in two places. It can't just be in the Bible. It's got to be in your heart. That's why the word says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, not occasionally, but consistently allow the words of life to live on the inside of you. Jesus said, live in me and I will live in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you're going to ask what you will and it's going to be done unto you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's got to be a reality. There's got to be a decision in our lives that this word is final authority. Thus saith the Lord is it. I believe it. And that settles it for me. So let your profession in life to let his word in your heart and then open your mouth and speak what God's word says about your situation, your circumstance, your life, your body, your mind, hallelujah, your finances. Listen to this statement. Your confession is an outward expression of an inward conviction. Your confession is an outward what? Expression of an inward conviction. So have you been convinced by God's word concerning areas of your life? Are you convinced today that he's a good God? Are you convinced today that he is the supplier of all your need? Are you convinced today that he is watching over your soul? Are you convinced today that no evil shall befall you? Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Are you convinced today that no weapon formed against you will prosper? If you are convinced of that through meditating in the word of God, then open your mouth boldly and say what God has said about you. Amen. I thought I'd get a heartier amen to that. Take responsibility. 
for your words. Look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20 and 21. Proverbs 18, verse 20 says this, that a man's belly shall be satisfied with his job. A man's life is going to be satisfied. Things are going to go awesome for you if you have a Ph.D. Now, I'm not against Ph.D., but I like what Brother Hagin's uh, son-in-law said. He said, Ph.D. don't mean post-hole digger no more. No, your life is going to be satisfied by the words of your mouth. And with the increase of his lips, you're going to experience fullness. And then notice verse 21. This is important stuff, guys. In verse 21, it says this. Death and life. Death and life. Death and life. Are in the power of what? And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. just want to encourage you because I love you. Stop speaking words filled with unbelief. Stop speaking I can't and start speaking I can. Start speaking I never and start speaking I always. Stop speaking I'm so weak and start speaking I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Raise both hands right now. Come on. Say with me, I'm strong. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Listen to this statement. Monitoring your words will position you to receive manifestations from the promises of God. One scripture that comes immediately And that is this, that the tongue of the wise is health. Do you know that you need to speak healthy words about your life? Not only will right words and powerful words affect your mind and your body and your circumstances, but one translation says the tongue of the wise brings healing to others. Hallelujah. You want to be used to be a blessing to other people? Then train your heart to meditate the word and your mouth to speak the word. And when you come into contact with people that are down, you just simply by being there and being a blessing will edify other people. And you can bring healing into other people's lives. Oh, I thought I'd get a better amen than that. I'm looking for amens. (laughs) You know, the church was never, ever designed to be dead. It never was. Church was never designed to be one way. Teacher, teacher, itch my ear, teach me what I want to hear. Church was never designed to be boring. Never, ever. Church was designed to be a place where you could just get your praise right on. Come on now. You could worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Church was designed for people to be happy and to be filled with joy. And then when it's time for the word, there should be a dual communication taking place. No, I don't need you to preach, but do you know what the word amen means? Amen means so be it. Hallelujah. What you're doing is you're interacting with the sermon by saying, so be it. Come on, let the church say amen. Amen.
Let the church say amen. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Now, you've got to make a decision, as I said, to make God's word your final authority and then open your mouth. This is what Job did. Look at Job chapter 22 and verse 28. Job 22 verse 28 in the Amplified. It says, you will also decide. Last week we preached on, I have decided. You will also decide and you will decree a thing. Is there something that you need to decree this year? Is there something that you need to release your faith for? You will also decide and decree a thing, and it will be established to you. Now read the next verse. And the light of God's favor is going to shine. The light of what? The light of God's favor. I prophesied over my life, over your life, and over this church. The light of God's favor is shining upon your ways. In all of your ways, in your traveling ways, in your family ways, in your employment ways, in every area of life. I prophesy the favor of God shining upon your way. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Decide it. Decree it. Declare it. I have favor. I got favor. I got favor with God and man. And the favor of the Lord is surrounding us as with a shield. And this favor that he has given you is for your whole life. It's not just one occasion of favor here and there, but you're walking in divine favor every day of your life. And the more that you'll recognize the favor of God and give God praise for what he's done in your life, the more favor you're going to experience. But you see, it begins with a decision and it begins with a declaration. I'm encouraging you today, if you need this, change the way you talk. Learn the language of the redeemed. Become totally immersed in God's word. Let it possess you. (laughs) Let it take over your thinking. Put it in your car. Put it in your ears. Listen to it on Bart. Glory to God. Become totally immersed. They say that when a person makes a decision to learn a foreign language, the best way to do it and the quickest way to do it is totally immerse themselves in nothing but that language. I mean for days and for weeks. No one talks to them but in that language. They don't see anything or do anything else but that language. And they learn that language ever so quickly. Listen, friend. You don't have to be in this for 34 years, almost 40 years like Brenda and I have been, to learn the language of the redeemed. If you'll make the decision to just get totally immersed, oh, hallelujah, listen, totally immersed, you will know the language of the redeemed. So hook your speaker up with your believer. Just make sure that what you believe is in line with the Word of God. See, there's people that are hooking their speaker up with their believer, but they're believing the wrong things. 
And as long as you believe the wrong things and you hook your speaker up with your believer, this principle also works in the negative. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians, the first chapter. Notice this verse with me in verse 1. It says, if you then be risen with who? How many of you have been raised with him today? He said, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. There's a lot of people that have been raised up together with Christ through the new birth, but they're never seeking him. I mean, they're just kind of going through the motions of their life, going through the motions of their Christianity, but that's not you and that is not me. Don't tell me today that you don't know how to seek something. I mean, you look at women in the mall around Christmas time, they are seeking. You ever lost your car keys before and you were late? You were seeking. Have you ever lost your iPhone before? I'm going to tell off on myself. I went golfing one day and I put my iPhone in some shoes in the trunk because I didn't want to bring it in. I was going to have some tacos. And when I got out, I totally forgot. Where my iPhone was. We looked for days for the iPhone in the home. Finally, I went and called the insurance company. I got a new iPhone. Three months later, I go to my shoe rack and I take the shoes out. And lo and behold, there was the iPhone. We know... We know what it's like to lose something and sometimes even get frantic about it. Dear Lord, don't let me lose my iPhone. My whole life is in that iPhone. How many of you have ever gone on a vacation before and you planned on it for days and weeks and months? You were seeking the right hotel. You were seeking the right restaurants to eat at. You were seeking the best deals to get at Disneyland. You were contemplating whether or not you were going to get the packet for Disneyland and California Adventure. See, you were seeking. You ever gone on a vacation, you got the car packed up, you're all excited, and man, we're ready to go. But where's the kids? They picked a fine time to leave us, Lucille. You're out in the neighborhood, fooling around, playing with other kids, and you're ready to go. Oh, you know how to seek. But are we seeking things that are above? When I'm talking about seeking things that are above, I'm not talking about, you know, going outside tonight and just... (laughs) With some sort of glaze in your eyes, a stargazer, a heaven watcher. No, seeking things that are above means going through your life with the right attitudes. Going through your life with Christ-like mentality. You can do this. Seek those things which are above. You see, the Christian life is really about seeking after him. Now listen, verse 2, notice this with me. Seeking, everyone say this with me, seeking things that are above begins by setting my mind. We call it a mindset. You can have a 
carnal mindset, which produces death, or you can have a spiritual mindset, which produces life and peace. So to seek those things that are above, it begins by you and I setting our affections or our mind on things above. Read it with me. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Now I want to look at that from the Amplified Version. Look at this. Very interesting verse of Scripture. Read it with me. And set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things, not on the thing that are on the earth. Kind of sounds like seek first the kingdom of God. But I think this is an interesting phrase. Set your minds, but then keep them set. So if we will begin to set our minds on him, on his word, here's what's going to happen. Everyone look up here. You are going to see change in your life. And you'll become more like him every day. Have you discovered that life is awesome, that life is good when you have your priorities in line? Now, I said all these things to say this, and I want to get to the crux of this message. And how long this take is, takes is determinate on how well you listen. I think I've got everybody's attention. Listen to this principle. If... Now let me, let me back up. Your life, my life, our lives, your life, your thoughts, your thoughts. I want to talk to you about what are you thinking on? We're always thinking about something. But what are we allowing ourselves to think on? Thoughts become your beliefs. And your beliefs become your actions. Thoughts become beliefs. Beliefs that are spoken become your lifestyle or your actions. Now, when John and James were just little boys, we trained up our children properly. Now, we didn't do things perfect because Mark and Brenda Thomas are not perfect. But one thing that we instilled into John and to James was to be mannerly, to be polite, to listen to adults when they were speaking, to look into their eyes. Not this. They didn't have that then, but they had Atari then. <laughs> if you don't know what Atari is, don't, don't bother. We trained them to be polite. We trained them to say thank you. We trained them to be mannerly. So as a result of that training, they started believing and thinking that this is the lifestyle I should be living. I should not be living a lifestyle of ingratitude. I should be living a lifestyle of thanksgiving. That was instilled by mom and instilled by dad. Today, we have two awesome sons who are polite, who are mannerly, who are, 
look you in the eye when you talk to them? I was just amazed. I went down to Southern California for Christmas. We went down there. And Olivia is the most polite girl I've ever seen. Oh, thank you, Papa. Yes, that would be very nice, Papa. Wow. You see, what you put into your children is the way they're going to think. How you act in front of them is the, the way they're going to think. You put the right things into them, their thoughts start saying, Oh, I believe this is the way to live. And they will live a lifestyle of gratitude. And they will live a lifestyle of being polite. Now listen very carefully. If you have trained your children up in the way that they should go, if you have instilled into them proper principles, don't you sweat it. Don't you be discouraged if they're out there rebelling. Don't you be down on yourself and say things like, oh, I wish I could have done more. I wish I, would have, I didn't do enough. No, just go to the B-I-B-L-E and take the thoughts from God's Word that says when you train up a child in the way they should go, when they're older, they will not depart. What we believe is so vital. Thoughts and beliefs contrary to the Word of God is extremely dangerous. It's dangerous. You know, if you've been hearing your whole life that, you know, Grandpa died of a heart attack when he was in his 50s, and you saw your own father die of a heart attack when he was in his 50s. The next thought that will come is, you're almost 50. <laughs> you see, the DNA of your family is strong, but the DNA of your good, good father yeah. is much stronger. The DNA of your great physician is stronger than the DNA of your family tree. Come on, somebody. Brother Hagin said, all people's family tree produced was a bunch of nuts. Well, that's not always the case. But listen, you need to make the decision like Brenda did. Her mama passed of cancer when Brenda was 21 and she was 51. Aunts and other people in the family passed away of cancer. But Brenda got a revelation of who she was in Christ. She started rejecting those thoughts of cancer running in her family and started accepting the thoughts that divine healing belongs to me and I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. And the curse stops here. Come on, somebody. Come on, Shatalabaha. Some of you need to put your foot down on those thoughts and stop believing that and put your stake in the ground and say, you know what? The curse stops here. Well, now, Pastor, I just don't know. Well, let's tackle that thought. That's a thought. People going around talking about, well, I just don't know. Why don't you know? Because you believe you don't know. And you act like you don't know. But the Bible says we can know all things, for we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Well, you know, Papa was a rolling stone. And wherever he laid his hat was his home. And when he died, 
All he left us was alone. <laughs> Mama, I'm depending on you to tell me the truth. <laughs> Temptations, 1960s, just forget it. <laughs> Papa may have been a Rolling Stone, but you got a new Papa. You got a new papa. His name is Daddy Daddy. His name is Abba Father. Forgive your natural papa for not fulfilling his role as your father. Put that aside and believe now that you got a new life with a new father. And he's good, 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 good to you. Ah, oh, you come from a family. We didn't have anything. We will never have anything. I mean, just, yeah, you know, just, just forget. Those are thoughts. If you hear that long enough in your home, yeah. that, you know what, nobody in our homes had a high school degree. Nobody in our home, nobody in our family has a college degree. And you see what happens is you hear that long enough, that can build a belief system into your life. And when you believe that, then that will take you toward the action of never getting the training that you need. But you can change those thoughts. Listen, the premise is this. If you can change your thinking, you can change your life. <coughs> oh, they told me when I was in grade school that I'd be behind bars when I was 21. I can remember my oldest brother telling me that I don't think Mark will ever live till he's beyond 30 or 40 years old. I grew up in an environment of negativity, of doubt and unbelief. The nuns prophesied over me regularly. <laughs> but I discovered that they were not the prophet of my life. That Jesus, the Son of the living God, is my high priest, my intercessor, my mediator, the high priest of my confession. And he gave me faith-filled words. And now you and I are the prophet of our own lives. We speak and declare, not based out of arrogance, but based out of our covenant. Oh, hallelujah, with a covenant-keeping God. If you're here, say amen. Let the church say amen and amen and amen. What kind of thoughts are you allowing to come in your mind? Because if you allow them long enough, you'll start believing them. Stop listening to the lies of the enemy and start telling yourself the truth. For every lie Satan has... Your good, good father has a truth that will set you free. Come on, somebody. Change your thoughts. Speak the word. It's easy to speak the word of God in here at 1224. That's right, it's 1224. I'm reminded regularly of the clock. It's kind of like I feel God is watching. But it's not God, it's just a time machine. Ah, there it went. 
Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's just raise our hands and praise Him. Kalamo Sande. So stop the doubt you can do without. Rise up in the morning and declare thou what I've said about you. Yea, speak the word of God early in the day. For you can move mountains and you can have what you say. School yourself into faith. Even when you don't feel like saying what I said, say what I said anyhow. And you will build into your life through consistency great faith. And it will come and it will be there when you need it, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Change. 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 Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. It's time for some of us to get some new thoughts. Well, Pastor, I'm just too old. Let's, let, let's, let's tackle that thought. You're not too old. No. The uncompromisingly righteous are going to be fat and they're going to be flourishing in old age. They're going to be found living long and living strong. That's what ought to be in your thinking. That's what ought to be in your believing. I shall live long. Say with me, I'm living long. And I'm living strong. That's a thought that you can believe. Listen to this. In Philippians 4, 8. Here's God's list. Let's read it together. Last scripture. Ready, read. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, do what? Think on these things, believe these things, say these things, act on those things, and you will be glad. Now listen to this statement. If we are not thinking on these things, not that guy. If we are not thinking on these things, we are creating a system of thoughts and beliefs that will move us away from God. And that's how people disconnect from the Word. You can be a Christian and never read the Bible. You can be a Christian and just go through the motions. That's why people leave churches. That's why people don't attend church like they should be attending church because their mind is so filled with the wrong things but if you'll think on these things oh God's got some things for you to think on he's got some things for you to speak you will stay connected with him you will keep your thoughts and mind stayed on him and if you can change your thinking you can change what you believe. And what you believe is what you will receive. Amen.
Come on, somebody, let's stand up. Hallelujah. Let's pray this together. Amen. Woo, glory to God. Pray this with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, help me to change my thinking so that I can change what I believe. And I believe that I receive all that you have provided for me. In Jesus' name. Now I'm going to take you through a few confessions. You ready? First, this statement. The thoughts that we consistently entertain set the emotional temperature and the spiritual temperature of our lives. So what do you say? We say what he said. Raise both hands and say, I am God's masterpiece. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am. More than, more than, a conqueror through him that loves me. I am blessed. I am healed. I am prosperous. I am full of joy. I am a blessing. Gone somewhere to be blessed. He always leads me. He always causes me to triumph. Say it with me. My good, good father's for me. Oh, he ain't against me. Come on, somebody. Let's shout amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo-hoo. You just watch and see what will happen if you'll do what you've heard today. You watch and see your body line up. Watch and see your finances come into alignment. Watch and see your children come from afar. Yea, rejoice ahead of time and it shall certainly be in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on up, sweetheart, and give the altar call for people to be saved and to be blessed today. And if you have anything else, just remain standing. God bless you. You guys listen so good. It's such an honor to preach the word to you today.